Hey, welcome back to this Sunday morning coffee edition of Pigeonal Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host Ben. Love the coffee, Chris. What coffee are you drinking? Uh, whatever. <laughs> oh God, people are going to already hate me. Whatever was on sale at the Safeway nearby. <laughs> uh, hey, you're, you're going to laugh about that, but literally I got whatever coffee was on sale at the Fotex downstairs. So anyway, I mean, yeah, you know, like I'll just one more. I know we have to do the intro, but like basically if it's just straight up coffee, I'll just get whatever's on sale. But like if I make an espresso, then I actually try to find good stuff. Oh, yeah. Then you want to actually find good stuff, because honestly, if you don't get the right espresso stuff, if you're making it, it just isn't good. Absolutely. But being our first Sunday morning official Sunday morning coffee edition, I should probably get back to the intro. But, <laughs> you know, I'm great. <laughs> We're just a washed-up goalie, a washed-up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans of the play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So that said, this is the Sunday Morning Coffee edition of Pigeon Hockey, where we really just catch up with each other and we might even talk some hockey. So uh, if, if, if the listeners don't know, we are separated between the cities of Copenhagen, Denmark, Ottawa, Canada, and San Francisco, California, USA. And... It's quite some distance, quite some time gaps in there. So we don't really get to connect that much except for these podcasts. We figured why not just start the Sunday morning coffee edition. And, you know, when we have people to interview, we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk with them on these uh, Sunday morning coffee editions. But otherwise, it's just going to be us just catching up and maybe talking something we've seen in the hockey world recently. But, yeah, that's kind of what Sunday morning coffee will be about. It's, it's kind of arrogant, Chris, to just be like, well, people might find whatever we have to talk about interesting. But, you know, if you're <laughs> listening to this, there are stupider things out there that you can listen to or that people stream or whatever. The, honestly, I've watched this stuff. First of all, it's called TikTok. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> there's plenty of dumb stuff you can watch out there. I mean, I'm pretty much a Fail Army fan when it comes to YouTube. Oh, yes. And I cringe. I don't like cringe. I hate that I love it. Oh, it makes makes me like I feel like I'm there. But do you ever watch? Um, oh, I just got into this show like a couple months ago, Impractical Jokers. Oh God, you mean True TV? Because that's the only show they. Yeah, they actually... it's kind of like ridiculousness is to MTV as Impractical Jokers is to True TV. Can we just call these channels? Yeah, <laughs> what they are? Because MTV should just be called Ridiculousness, and True TV should just be called Impractical Jokers, and the History Channel should just be called Dumb Stuff We Can Blow Up. Yeah, stupid. God, the History Channel. All right, let's go on a rant here. Go Ancient aliens. Okay, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show. Yeah. Like, I used to love the History Channel. Real quick, and, and, while you're saying Ancient Aliens, you're, you're literally just talking about, sorry to cut you off, but you're just talking about Ancient Aliens right there? Yeah. I can hear her still through my headset as my wife's like, she heard History Channel. She's like, Ancient Aliens. Talk oh, my gosh. Ancient don't, aliens. don't edit that out. Keep it in. Because, like, that's the thing. History Channel, you used to be able to actually, like, learn real information. And now Ancient Aliens, and keep in mind, I love supernatural stuff. You you know, like, we wanted to do a, a show on supernatural stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in everything I read, but I'd love for, you know, at least the idea, like, oh, well, hmm, could this be true? Ancient Aliens is just potty garbage. It's, it's, there you go. How's that? It's so stupid. You can't, it just completely makes everything seem trivial and dumb. And if, if, you know, like when I'm tutoring kids or, or like my, my sister-in-law is like a teacher, they believe they're like, oh, it was on the history channel. No, it's not real. It's stupid. Yeah. All it's, right. Uh, no, no, no. I. 
It doesn't mean I don't like watching it. I don't know, man. I go down some rabbit holes. One of the things I'm watching right now is Come Dine With Me. It's a British TV show that I can watch online. I used to be able to watch it when I lived in England. And, you know, now with the way of the Internet, I can watch shows online. And I love that stupid show it's literally five people cook for each other and then they grade each other secretly and there's one person wins a thousand pounds at the end of it but it isn't so much the cooking and the i guess the guest experience that they have in the show that really wins it over it's literally the british commentary that just makes it which if if anyone's ever lived in england it's the commentary on british shows is just yeah brutal as my wife just said so it's so it makes it so much more entertaining and and I don't know why why shows like Come Dine With Me and First Date have not made it to the U.S. Because these shows are just – I mean, is they're it, addictive. So, so I've I, – I, first of all, I don't love uh, reality because I just – I don't know. I'm just not as into it. Like I, I have a lot I of stress it. during the day, so I just want to watch like dumb stuff where I can escape. But I did like Great British Bake Off. But they're very kind in that. Like, they're very Ooh, nice. The Great British Bake Off, yeah. I watched a few seasons of that, and my wife made fun of me for it relentlessly. But no, they're very kind in that one. But it's no, it's the it's the overhead commentary on shows like First Day and Come Dine With Me that really just make the show. So, like, are they, is the overhead comment, like, because that's why I was saying in British Bake Off, they're pretty nice. Like, they're like, oh, well, you know, that truffle didn't quite come to pass, but they'll have to make up the points in the pastry stage. Is it like in the other one, they're like, oh, it's first aid and he's completely jumped the shock. He's probably going to be rejected. No, it's it's along the lines of girls testing out a drink. They're all meeting each other for the first time at the first person's house. And, you know, he hands over a drink to her and she's like, oh, yeah, I really want that. And the commentary will be like, I guess that's not the only thing you want. Oh, that surprises me because usually the Brits are, are so, like, polite and a lot more subtle in their humor. No, not when you live there. <laughs> I love the Brits. <laughs> I really thought. We're Americans, so six different nationalities. After the six nationalities, I used to say my polite side was my British side. Then I lived there. No, my polite side is not my British side. <laughs> it's a, it's a very. I I love the Brits though. I absolutely. Yeah, good say love, Just alienated. No, no, no. But I love you. <laughs> You're super rude, but I love you. Oh no, that's why I love them. Wait, are they more rude than let's? I don't know, like people from New Jersey. I don't. I don't know why. I wouldn't I say that. rude. I wouldn't say rude. They're just. They're, they're more straightforward. Then Americans try to, for the most part, Americans try to, I guess, save face. I don't know how else we, how else I'd put it, but uh, we don't really try to be rude to your face for the most part. I think that's changing. Mm. <laughs> but I would say that's not something I was used to in in the states. Is some the Brits will just straight up say it to you. And, so, and, so like I know, I think you and I have talked about this in, in parts of Asia. So obviously, like, you know, I'm uh, like China's a good example, or or Japan. Like people will call you fatty, or refer to like your your weight if you're overweight. Like they'll just do it right to your face, and it's just like kind of culturally accepted that they do that. Is that is that like what you're talking about? Like the British, you'll meet somebody. Oh, hello, nice to meet you. Shall we get dinner, or have you already eaten three? I don't think it's insulting. Uh, what, what you just described sounded way more insulting, but I think it's just more – there's not so much beating around the bush. It, it's more straightforward if they want to hang out with you or not or they're upset with something you just said. They're, for the most part, just going to straight up tell you. I see. Okay. Uh, so There's, there's no really direct. saving feelings. Got it. So it's not that they're rude. They're just direct. Whereas I think like, you know, I was I was going for like the stereotypical like tri-state New York, which, you know, by the way, listeners, my my extended family lives in 
various parts of New York and New Jersey, which is why I equate it with like kind of brusque at times. Like that's a little bit more like confrontational at times. Yeah, I'm from Western New York, so I would say that we're very different from, I guess, that part of New York. Buffalo is, I think, the city of good neighbors. I should know that. I'm from it, but I well, you kind of you kind of got to be because you guys are stuck in snow all the time, and if you're not a good neighbor, people are just gonna let you die, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> that's that's. I've been to Buffalo like three times, and every time I went, it was bleak. There was, except for the one time in summer, there was snow somewhere on the ground or lots of places, and I just feel like, uh, you know, like people were were very neutral. Like you weren't happy, you weren't sad. It was just like this is life, and this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, it's Buffalo. <laughs> I would say that was it's not exactly a place I wanted to continue living growing up, which is why I left at 18. But it's a great city to come back to and visit. I just I would never want to live there again. And it, the problem is that it's in New York. If they could move Buffalo to another state, like another state could adopt us or even Canada, I think I'd be happy with it. But the fact that it belongs to New York State, that is the worst state in the union by far. It is what? out of out of what? fifty states. It's number no. Five. Dude, the taxes are insane. Oh, the taxes. Oh, Everything's oh, oh, stupid oh, oh, about oh, oh. it. I mean, it's I never want to live in that state again. Not the city. It's the state that really, really does in so, the city of Buffalo. So that's interesting. Okay, so when you said it was the worst place, like, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I really like New York. and, and No, it's a gorgeous the, place to visit. I'd never want to live there. It's gorgeous, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, diverse terrain. You got the mountains, like, the, the you know, upstate New York is really different. For, by the way, for listeners that don't know, Buffalo is, like, right on, like, the Niagara River, right? Like, right next to, uh, like, Niagara Falls. And I think it's only, like, an hour from Toronto, right? We're kind of squeezed in there between Lake Erie, the Niagara River, and Lake Ontario. And it is about an hour and a half-ish. With no traffic, it'd probably be an hour and 20 minutes or so. But with traffic, it usually takes you about a couple hours to get to Toronto because it's Toronto traffic and you got to cross the bridge. But, but the stereotype is, you know, that all sounds good, but the stereotype is you have all these lakes, so you get, like, insane amounts of snow, like almost supernatural levels of snow, which I remember there was that time, we've talked about this on the show before, where we had to drive through a blizzard to get to a hockey game in New York, and you just got in your Jeep and you're like, yeah, I got this. Yep. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's stereotypical. It's uh, it's it's facts. Buffalo gets that lake effect snow and we just get randomly hammered. But yeah, we were driving on Long Island and guy came flying by on that Hummer. And I remember you poked me because it was you, Amanda and uh, JB in the back seat. And you poked me from behind. You're like, hey, why don't you just get, you know, you're in a yeah, big go juice, fast, like you? that guy. Yeah, and I'm like, no, because that guy's probably going to be like uh, upside down in a ditch in a couple miles. <laughs> and he was. And what, what did he we was. see in a mile? <laughs> like it was like a mile later, there was this guy in like a one of those like H2s, which are like the the lamest of the Hummers. Like if you're gonna get a Hummer, get a cool one. And he was like in a ditch, and you're like, eh, I told you so. Yep. Because it, it isn't the snow that's gonna get you; it's the ice. You know, once you lose control, it's over, man. You're, you're not getting it back. You learn how to drive in Buffalo snow when you're a kid and you're feeling the vehicle that your parents are driving. If you don't know what driving in snow is like and you're experiencing it for the first time or you've had a few experiences with it, you really don't know what snow is like and what uh, black ice and all that stuff. That stuff's going to get you. If, you. if you have a power vehicle like a Jeep or I guess a Hummer, if you want to call a Hummer a power vehicle, it's not going to get stuck in places unless it's upside down, it's not going to get stuck in places, but you're not going to be able to plow through snow and think that you're 
invincible. No, it's going to get you because once you start sliding, that four-wheel drive ain't going to stop you. The the thread we were on, I was trying to defend New York because I, I quite like New York. I, I I'm not a huge fan of Long Island. I got a lot of family there, and and I went back as a as an adult because um, I used to go all the time as a kid. And it, I don't know, I felt a little insular, whatever. But the it, but obviously we have some good friends from there. But you mm-hmm. know, I'm just comparing like you have access to. I I would argue the greatest city in the world. I don't I don't particularly enjoy being in New York City for more than a couple of days. But when I'm there, it's it's impossible to argue like what it is in terms of its international uh, qualities its diversity its access to everything you can imagine like in contrast we've said this before i i grew up in military family so i moved a lot like northern florida you got the beach but other than that it's 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 a swamp there's alligators it smells there's like any the five or ten kinds of insects which will bite the bejeebus out of you it sucks like I would never. I lived in Jacksonville and Pensacola, and again, like the beaches are nice, but it's it's a small town, and everything is trying to bite you or kill you or or poison you, you know. Like we're talking Australia levels. Like man, you got to choose between New York or that. I would come on. Yeah. You don't have easy access to New York City from Buffalo. You have easier access in Washington D.C., where you can jump on a train and you're there in two hours from uh, whatever train station that is i think i guess central union union central what, what what's that uh train station in washington dc oh is it grand central station yeah sure um but you hop on a train well, there in two station. hours no grand central's in no that's union station is that it it's, yeah union station is i can't i was a tour guide i can't believe i forgot that for a minute wow man that's embarrassing i know of course i lived in that city for almost five six years of my life and i don't remember the name of it so embarrassing but you're, you can be in new york city in two hours from washington dc you have way more access if you're in buffalo you're going to be lucky to get a bus you might i don't even know if you can take a train directly from buffalo new york so you probably can i've just never tried but it, it's not that close it's a good seven hour drive from buffalo to new york city it's a big state i think dc it's a little bit longer drive but you've got that express train man we just me and my wife jumped on it before we left washington dc in 2019 and we just decided, you know, we, we were in D.C. or not D.C. We were in New York City back in the winter 2015. We went to the, the ballet. We did the, the Nutcracker Ballet around Christmas. Everything was really magical and awesome there. And we went back in 2019. Like I said, we just bounced off the train in, in D.C. And we were there in two hours. And we stayed in Hell's Kitchen, a hotel that renamed itself since. It used to be French Quarters or something. And I don't know. Now it's something pretty boring it's like a guy's name so i don't know if somebody bought it but it's really great we had a view of times square from the hotel room it was awesome and we were just we we enjoyed it we spent basically the bulk of our time in manhattan we only were there for two days we had a blast it was fun and like you said the city has that little bit of extra oomph it's got a lot of oomph but this is great listening people can hear us talk about our our uh our plans but hey that's what hey listeners you're you're right in it with us so my question for you so we're in we're in san francisco-ish area now we're actually in san mateo Okay. Certainly beautiful. You know, there's a lot of upsides. Like the weather's great. There's so much natural beauty. Uh, I, it is smoky right now because there are all these fires going on, which which that's really scary. And and I hope everybody's okay. But look, you and I were talking before this about how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be so crass as to to say on the air what my rent is, but it's it's over two times what it's it was stupid. in DC. Yeah, it's. Stupid. I was stunned at how much you pay. <laughs> 
And and that kind of extends to a lot of parts of life. So I think long term, I don't know if this is like our equilibrium place, just because it, it feels like you, you can't really live your your full life here. So I was trying to think of where else we might want to try. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm going to list the places we've looked at that we haven't really decided. Okay, that's the place we want to go. And then I want to hear your advice for like what are some cities we should explore. So so far, here's the places we've checked out or lived. So we've lived in D.C. and it was fine. Got family there. It's not bad. But I don't know. You know, we've, we've lived there for a while, so we're trying something new. We checked out Richmond, Virginia, uh, which is a little too small. You can't get food after 9 p.m., so no thanks. Austin, Texas, which is great, but it's blowing up right now, and pretty soon it's going to be like San Francisco. And it's also way too hot for me. You know, I'm like a polar bear. Well, uh, Minneapolis, which loved a lot, but we weren't there in winter. I've checked out uh, Denver, which similarly, I have a lot of friends in Denver who say, like, please, no more outsiders move here prices are getting jacked up and also i got stuck in the airport for like two days so I, i'm kind of mad at that where else i think we all oh, uh i've been to both portland's on, on both sides of so portland oregon and portland maine both were fine and seattle which which i don't know the seattle vibe i i didn't quite fit in i don't know why i just felt like uh it was a, it was maybe i just had a bad weekend when i was there but i just didn't feel like it was super welcoming so if you're from seattle feel free to comment and, and tell me i'm wrong so that's where we've been. Chris, where, where else should we explore for like permanent, like settle down roots kind of uh, cities? So in terms of, for lack of a better word, kind of a forever location or just yeah, a, like like a decade location? Maybe a decade. Like I've, you know, I, I'm a nomad. You're a nomad. I can't really ever see myself living somewhere forever, but I'd, I'd love to do something for more than a couple years. Okay, so this is funny because my wife and I literally had this discussion in depth this morning. <laughs> because uh, again, we've uh, in the short time we've been married now, almost seven years. Uh, we got married in Oxford, England. We moved to Utah. Then we had a short, very short few months stint in Buffalo, and then we went to D.C. Back to Utah. Now we're in Copenhagen. All in seven years, and we're moving into our apartment uh, this week in Copenhagen, right in the heart of it, in Kunsnator. So, which I guess is the King's New Square, and I might have pronounced that wrong. So any of my Danish listeners, if I mispronounced it, feel free to become friends with me and help me with Danish. But I would say I'm with you on that. I, we don't really ever see ourselves in a forever location, but we definitely see ourselves in a very long-term location coming soon. Mm-hmm. If that's Copenhagen, great. We don't know. We're going to give ourselves the year or year and a half to figure out if we want to stay in Denmark. Your place is beautiful. You showed it to me today and I was shocked how, how, uh, I mean, look, I think Americans romanticize, uh, like parts of Europe that are older, but it's, it is truly a very beautiful and homey looking area. It is. And we found a place that's super unique. Like I said, you've seen the pictures of now. There were a lot of places that were pretty Arlington, Virginia vibe and there were like huge areas that are just like i felt like i was in arlington virginia and then there were places that were just kind of cool it had great views but were very cold so to speak this one that we found was very warm it was very what we wanted out of a older city in europe and uh you know the exposed beams we're on the top floor it's it's going to be excellent we're in a great area and we're looking forward to living there but we don't know like as we're non-danish citizens we cannot buy so we have to rent and the absurd thing for us is we have to put down the first month and the last three months up front plus more. I mean, and that's Danish law. That's not scamming. That's just straight up first month, the last three months, because the laws here are very protective of both the renter and the landlord. 
even if the contract has something in it and you signed it, if the Danish law doesn't agree with it, it doesn't, it's void. So it's, it's about what's the most right in the scenario, not what did the contract say. So like that about here, but in terms of four locations in the States, is that kind of what you're, you're aiming for? Yeah, I don't like, so Canada is a tough one because I actually quite like Canada and I've got a lot of friends there, but I'm an American citizen. It would be hard to figure out the, the immigration stuff. So I, I am thinking it's hard. U.S. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely hard. Even me being married to a Canadian, when I go there, it's still not going to be very easy for me. And that's what we're thinking, too, is so one of our big locations, if, if we decide we're not staying in Copenhagen and we're not targeting one of the other major cities in Berlin, or Berlin, one of the other major cities in Europe, which might be like Berlin, Den Haag, Geneva, one of those locations, then we're probably going to end up in British Columbia. So if you want to go to Seattle, man, we'll be close to each other. I would say you mentioned a couple cities that stood out to me. Denver and seattle now the funny thing is i've never been to either of those cities but i always <laughs> i've always wanted to go to those cities so i can't talk about those cities intelligently but we do have a lot of listeners that are from denver area and the colorado area and can probably talk about it very intelligently and tell you whether or not it's a place you'd want to relocate to as you guys have relocated to california and you're re- maybe in the future rethinking that Seattle's always appealed to me because I like that rainy Pacific Northwest vibe. I do too. Yeah. And I've been to Portland. Uh, Portland wasn't exactly my vibe. Doesn't mean it it wasn't a problem. It's gorgeous, but it just, for me, didn't really feel like someplace I'd want to stay. I have friends that have relocated there and they love it. But I would personally say target someplace like Seattle for me selfishly because we'll probably end up in Vancouver Island or yeah, yeah Kelowna or v- Vancouver is super cool. I, I remember we actually we went to Vancouver and uh, Victoria mm-hmm. a couple of years back. I'd gone to Victoria as a kid and, and my parents really liked it. Although, hey, if you're from Victoria, I was there recently and it, it seemed kind of kind of gritty compared with what I remember as a kid. But uh, yeah, Vancouver's great. The weather's awesome. It's it's interesting because you mentioned like in Portland, you're like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. There was a vibe. I don't know how to qualify that because a lot of places you go, there's a vibe and it's hard to say what exactly it is, but you feel it. So example, like if I'm in New York City, there's definitely a New York City vibe. Yeah. And it's it's overpowering if you're not from there and you're not used to it. And in the same way, like in, in the San Francisco area, there's a vibe. Yep. And I don't know about you. I don't know what my vibe is, but I think it's like grunge reformed redneck it's hard to find a place that that fits in and i think uh, what i need to do is just explore uh, i don't i sound really pretentious i don't know it's just like you know some some you got a certain things that you like in life or prioritize so like out here in the bay area i generally drive the worst most beat up old car because like i always grew up saying drive a car until it falls apart and I'm always surrounded by Teslas and Mercedes and BMWs. And I've got like people have like heckled me on the street for having an old, you know, crappy car. And I'm like, why? What's your problem? Why does it bother you? That's so, a, I think that's the culture there, man. And that's what I, I mean. Know, that's, yeah, I, I feel you there. I'm, I'm all about reusing old cars. We're going to when we do need a car again, because we won't have one in Denmark, wherever we move to, and we do need a car, it's not going to be new. We're going to go use, we're going to go as environmentally friendly as possible. A lot of these countries are going to banning gas cars in the next 15 years. So uh, driving one till it's beat up and then thinking about maybe electric. So so you don't have to give your car up in the future. But but part of like what what influences my decision, it's still better for the environment. It, you know, rather than purchasing a new car, which creates, you know, more creation, Get your old car, as long as it's not like a gas guzzler, like some of the ones I used to have, like use it until it falls apart. 
yeah, like my Jeep was a gas guzzler, like 100% gas guzzler. And when we, we upgraded, not upgraded, my wife got uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. I mean, that thing destroyed my Wrangler on gas. Just there was no comparison between the two. Uh, but you know, we drove them until we left the States. We literally sold them both and then traded in for a van we thought we'd have for a while and we decided not to keep it. Uh, but now that van is repurposed to, to another guy who's flipping it to make it exactly what we wanted to flip it to. But yeah, I mean, I understand the vibe check and wanting to see if a city like Denver, Seattle fits you. I mean, we're big hockey fans, so you're going to have the avalanche or you're going to have the Kraken. So that's a big thing when, for me, when not necessarily when choosing a city, it has to be near an NHL club. It definitely doesn't because if we do move to BC, I cannot see myself becoming a Canucks fan. No offense to Canucks fans. I just don't see it. But there's so much junior hockey in BC. Probably become a fan of the local junior club, wherever that is and wherever that might be, because there's a lot of talent that comes out of the BC area and that's going to be a lot of fun hockey. I mean, moving to Utah and becoming a fan of the Grizzlies and the Mustangs was awesome because an ECHL team and at that point, a WSHL team is now a USPHL team. That was fun. That's that was, you know, always finding that local hockey club for me is important. Moving to Copenhagen. I'm in a hockey club here. Eventually, when I get my gear, seeing the local teams right across the river, I got in Malmo, Sweden, got the Red Hawks. So going to be following them and they got the Mighty Bulls over here uh, in Denmark. Not a terribly long commute from where I'm going to be living. It's about 32 minutes. Like, I think it's like train, bus, and walk. It takes me about 32 minutes to get to the arena. But for me, those are big, important factors with choosing a hockey, not a hockey team. <laughs> See? Boom. Choosing a location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choosing a location. And, but you got to want to live there. And if it's an American city, like I said, for me, Washington, D.C. is basically my favorite American city that I've been to. Again, I haven't been to a Denver. I haven't been to a Seattle. I'm imagining I'd love those cities, but I've never been to them. I mean, New York and Las Vegas rank pretty high for me too. San Francisco doesn't crack the top 20, but it's a cool city in the day. <laughs> it's for me. New York, uh, San Francisco is cool in the day, but uh, at night it has a whole different vibe to it. But New York and Las Vegas are definitely in my top 20 and DC's in my top 10, man. I, I don't know if you've been to Vegas yet. Once you've been there a while, it's actually, I think it's a pretty great city. I've only, I've only ever been on the strip. Desert. Yeah, you have to get off the strip, though, too. But, but to like, on the, the desert thing, even in the, the strip, it was, like, 120 degrees. Like, no exaggeration. I I went outside and was like, nope, go back inside. Yeah, and that's the only problem right now with a lot of the southern locations. I personally wouldn't be moving to Arizona or Nevada or any of that right now. I'd be going north. But Denver, Seattle, I would definitely – definitely look at those cities man I, I just wish i could talk and tell you about either of them because i've never been to either of them i've flown through them but that's about it that isn't being to a city well maybe what we could do is do an episode where we explore them uh, together because i think you're coming to the states maybe soon depending on covid uh, availability right yeah i have to fly back to salt lake city to basically arrange my stuff's pickup so i thought get a company and arrange the timings with that company to meet me in salt lake city at the storage unit They'll pack it up there, and then they'll ship the stuff off to Denmark here. And so I got to be there for the pack-up out of the storage unit. So, yeah, I'm going to catch the Magden Mustangs games. I think you and I have been communicating on that. Co-host Seabass cannot attend that game. 
my buddy Nick, who went to all these games with me, cannot attend this game. He's in Ohio now, but he was going to try to make it back and he can't. And ex-co-host Steve, I don't know, but I know he's planning on going to like some cracking game and stuff with his buddy. So it might just be you and I if the timings work out. So, Chris, I, I, I think we had a good discussion about places to go. We, we talked about a lot of random stuff. And I got to say, I'm, I'm out of coffee now. But, yeah, it's time for everyone to go ahead and get their second cup and move on with their day. And if you like this, great. Keep listening. We do talk hockey twice a week during the weekdays. You should usually be able to see those drop on Tuesdays and Friday mornings. But this is a Sunday morning coffee series where we just catch up and sometimes hockey even gets discussed. The hockey was brought up. I can't not. I don't think I've had a conversation in my life that probably didn't involve hockey. (laughs) I know. I, I have a problem. But that said, uh, we want to thank all of you for listening. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. And until next time, this was Chris and Ben. If you if you want me to come move to your town, just chat us. Absolutely. Hit us up. Let Ben know where should he move to in the United States. But this is our Sunday morning coffee edition of Pigeon Hockey, and we'll catch you next time.